Well, this is our final class in the Sermon on the Mount. We have made our way carefully through Matthew chapters 5, 6, and 7, and we have arrived at the concluding study, which will address the last two verses. That'll take just a moment, and then a brief review of this course of study. So have your Bible open to Matthew chapter 5, and be ready to move quickly with me as we engage in a study of the final two verses in chapter 7, and then a review of the Sermon on the Mount, delivered by the perfect preacher. We are always interested in how the audience responds, how the audience reacts. I know as a preacher and teacher, I pay attention to how people react. And as we read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the writers sometimes tell us how the people reacted. So notice with me <clears throat> the last two verses in chapter 7. And when Jesus finished these sayings, the crowds were astonished at his teaching, for he was teaching them as one who had authority and not as their scribes. The Jewish scribes did the teaching before Jesus came, and to some extent during the time he was there, until 70 AD. The scribes among the Jews read from the Old Testament. They offered their own commentary. Often they would read something some other teacher had written, and sometimes the comments went beyond what the Word of God said or contradicted what the Word of God said. And the teaching of the scribes was often ritualistic, short on practical application. The people who heard the Sermon on the Mount heard something very different. Jesus was clear and practical and urgent giving the people something they could understand and put to use in their lives to build their lives on the right foundation in relationship with God. They were astonished at his teaching. And note that word authority, something they did not perceive when listening to the scribes. So now you're going to see before you, and let me remove my video for now, you're going to see before you a chart I've prepared. And this is designed to take us back through the Sermon on the Mount. This is our review. And you'll notice on the chart, the emphasis here is on key words and phrases to help us remember what we learned and what we need to remember and what we need to put to use in our lives, key words and phrases to remind us of what we learned and what we need to put to use in our lives. So I'm going to go through this chart with you. Matthew 5, 1 through 12, Beatitudes, statements of blessing with conditions to be embraced by us. This is about how to be blessed by God, but this is also about the character, 
the attitudes necessary in the lives of those who would be citizens in the kingdom of Christ. What I need to learn and remember is to be pure in heart, to hunger and thirst for righteousness, to be meek and merciful and willing to be persecuted for righteousness' sake. We may not have a lot of earthly, materialistic happiness here on earth when the standard measurements are applied, but we can be spiritually blessed people, God's people, followers of Christ, when our hearts and actions are in keeping with the Beatitudes. In Matthew 5, 13 to 16, if the Beatitudes describe my inner life and my external life, there will be, as a result, good influence captured by these images of salt and light, letting your light shine that people might see your good works and be moved to glorify our Father in heaven. The next passage I have on the chart is Matthew 5, 17 through 48. That's a large section, but it's all connected. That's the rest of Matthew chapter 5, and I see one primary theme. Our righteousness must be deeper than the religion of the scribes and Pharisees. Jesus tells us what that means. It means we conquer anger before it expresses itself in external wrath. It means lust is something we identify and remove from the inside. We avoid lust and we remember God's law of marriage. Our yes means yes. Our no means no. We go the extra mile. We love our enemies. You see, disciples of Christ are not like the religion of the scribes and Pharisees in Jesus' day. And that really extends into chapter 6. Jesus said, do not be like the hypocrites who engage in various activities to be seen and praised by men. We must pray from a genuine, humble heart of reverence, give and fast quietly before God. And then in chapter 6, 19 through 34, do not worry. That is to say, about this world, material things, all the anxiety we can get stuck on. Trust in God, not in things. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We enter into chapter 7 of the Sermon on the Mount. Avoid hypocritical, self-righteous judging. Remember, this doesn't mean to never say that something or someone is wrong or sinful. First, Take the log out of your own eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do not give what is holy to dogs, and understand that pigs have no interest in pearls. Jesus said in our relationship with God, we ought to be active. Ask, seek, knock, all those words imply effort on our part. Now, there are two ways we can go, not hundreds. There are two ways we can go. 
the broad way where most people live, the majority, or the narrow way where we are following Christ. Beware of false prophets. Remember, they do not wear name tags. Who goes to heaven? Those who do the will of the Father, and through Christ that can be done. Be a wise builder by hearing and doing the teaching of Christ. See why the people were astonished? He taught them as having authority. And that's the Sermon on the Mount. And that's our challenge, my challenge, your challenge, my responsibility and yours as the people of God. Thank you for being a part of this study. May I recommend that we all pray about this Read this over and over. Engage in serious and regular Bible study. And be ready for our next class video course, and that will be in 1 Timothy. These video classes have been brought to you by the Laurel Heights Church of Christ, McAllen, Texas.